Looking to upgrade your Jeep? Who is Who it, is right? right? How would you like to get free gear to make those upgrades happen even faster? Yeehaw. The Jeep Talk Show, the world's most downloaded Jeep podcast, is giving you, the listener, a chance to win big-ticket items from brands you know, love, and trust. Want in on the action? We'll be giving away major Jeep gear from big-name brands every month. This isn't going to be stickers, hats, and t-shirts. We're talking about serious gear that can change your Jeep build in a big way. So listen to the show every week and make sure you're subscribed so you don't miss your opportunity to win the Jeep Talk Show's biggest giveaways ever. Man, the Jeep Talk Show is the official Jeep podcast of Mr. Vanderquack. Keep listening for weekly updates about Mr. Vanderquack and his mission to help the children at St. Jude. Go to MrVanderquack.com. That's MRVanderquack.com. You're listening to a 4x4, 4x4 Radio Network podcast. Hey, the Jeep Talk Show, the official podcast of the Toledo Jeep Fest. Toledo Jeep Fest is coming up the weekend of August 12th. What a great event. You do not want to miss this. Go to ToledoJeepFest.com for more information. The Jeep Talk Show has made all kinds of special announcements over the years. If I would love to add them to my collection, but I doubt, I doubt they'll let me, you know. And this is one of them. Pretty cool. Yeah. We're constantly working to provide you with fresh new content. Yeah, I mean, it's cool, and it wheels real good. And coming soon, a familiar face and a new name joins the show. Oh, God, no. Who's it going to be? I mean, I do 8590 down the interstate. Find out in the coming week. So you, you guys made me quit welding. So can I can I go back or what's the deal here? <laughs> what the actual f- it was that? You guys have that much of my words. You can string your own sentences together. Next entire USA, we got you. Find out more about the next entires that are on the 2021 Jeep Talk Show Gladiator. The next entire Rodian MTX at nextentireusa.com. Are you ready? It's the Jeep Talk Show with Wendy. There will be body damage. Josh. Yeah, I don't think so. And Tony. I think that's a huge deal. So sit back, strap in, and brace yourself. You know, it doesn't matter if you have a Jeep, want a Jeep, or never do anything but Jeeps. This show is for you. Josh, Wendy, and myself are here to inform and entertain you while we talk about... Can you do it in a high-pitched voice? Jeeps! Thank you. <laughs> Maybe that was a little too squeaky there. <laughs> How's it going, Jeeper? I'm Josh, and on this episode of the Jeep Talk Show, I've got a pair of recalls for a Jeep that might just be sitting in your driveway. I've got another story that's going to leave your head shaking or saying, well, that's what you get. Which side of the fence will you be on? And later, I've got an all-new must-have for any Jeeper with a roll bar. Hi, I'm Tony, and the Jeep Talk Show is the official podcast of Tony. Hey, that's me! (laughs) I've got some information for you about uh, getting better flex out of your uh, Gladiator, the rear end of your Gladiator, coming up in uh, the Gladiator segment. Local Jeep News, National Jeep News, and news from around the world. It's This Week in Jeep. For years, the Jeep community begged and pleaded for a stock diesel engine option. And now that it's here, it's being recalled. Well, (laughs) not 
<laughs> not the engine itself, but actually an, an issue specifically with the three-liter eco-diesel six-cylinders high-pressure fuel pump, which can allegedly fail, rendering the Jeep absolutely undrivable. According to the report, some 135,000 Jeep and Ram vehicles were shipped with a pump that can fail prematurely. While little details are known about the issue and or nor they've been provided, it appears as though Stellantis expects the failures to come on gradually rather than spectacularly and all at once. This means drivers may notice from the pump, may notice noise from the pump rather, or even a check engine light coming on before the vehicle becomes undrivable. The details we do have seem to point to internally failed component debris getting into the fuel system and potentially causing fuel starvation thus killing the engine and causing a crash without warning, which, of course, could kill you. Stellantis says it is aware of at least uh, 200 incidents or so of premature pump failure within the recall population. However, no accidents or injuries have been associated with the problem. The affected vehicles include the 2014 through 2020 Jeep Grand Cherokees and 2014 through 2019 Ram 1500 pickups. Customers should begin receiving notices in late July or early August. Repairs will be made by local dealers free of charge, of course, to the affected customers. If you own one of these vehicles and are experiencing problems already, well, be sure to contact your local dealer and reference this recall. Man, I, I can't wait to get on uh, Facebook and give uh, Ryan uh, Ward a hard time because, you know, he got the uh, his uh, 2021 uh, Jeep uh, Gladiator. Well, I just want to say Jeep Talk Show Gladiator. He got his uh, Gladiator a diesel about two weeks before I got mine, and he ordered his a lot, a lot sooner. I remember, you know, talking about this on the show last year, and uh, you know, say, hey, you know, I, I really like that diesel you have. Is the engine still running? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that he'll be, uh, he'll be part of that uh, affected recall. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I'm pretty sure there's not too many that are, are going to be outside of this recall. I mean, 2014 to 2020, I mean, there, there's that's a lot of years of manufacturing uh, for, for these. So, you know, I don't know. It, it seems like uh, uh, 135,000 vehicles, they know about the problem. It doesn't appear to be causing any accidents. It's something that will at least present itself uh, somewhat in, in some kind of a scenario uh, to some degree. So it's not going to be like you're going to be driving down the freeway and all of a sudden your Jeep's going to stop. It's not going to be quite that severe uh, or spectacular as as the uh, the notice said. So you're gonna you're gonna see something. You're probably gonna notice. Uh, hey, it's not uh, idling very well, or God, it just doesn't have the pickup that it used to, or or geez, maybe I I, I just uh, you know it it doesn't want to start all the time or something like that. There's gonna be some red flags. You're gonna notice something, especially something that isn't uh, common with a brand new vehicle. Or, you know, one that's, uh, that's less than 10 years old, at least. It seems like it's really windy out and there's no wind, is what you're saying, would be one of the... <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There you it's, go. It's having problems moving forward, all, no, no matter which direction you go. So that would be your clue that it's not the wind slowing you down. Um, yeah, I, you know, I'm thinking that if they'll give you the failed uh, pump, if it's still working, you could replace your windshield wiper squirters and squirt the guy behind you with a high speed, I mean, with a high pressure uh, uh, squirter. <laughs> you know when they're I tailgating like that. you. I like the idea. <laughs> you know what? What I was going to say is um, that I wouldn't wait if if you own no, one of these vehicles. No, no, I wouldn't no. wait for the notice to come out. Um, I, I would go ahead and be a little more proactive. Well, get uh, in uh, early. I mean, you want to get in yeah, line. <laughs> exactly, uh, because who knows about what kind of part availability is is actually going to be going through the dealer network. Each dealership may only get a handful of pumps at a time and have to schedule these repairs out. And so although you may be, you know, oh, hey, I just got my notice and I'm going to call that same day. 
well, yeah, but you're 25th in line and they got to schedule you two months out. And if your Jeep stops working in two weeks, what are you going to do? Right. You're going to be screwed. You're going to be left with, you know, holding the bag and, and having to do a lot of Ubering uh, or rent a car and that's going to get real expensive. And all. just call the dealership. If you own one of these vehicles, call the dealership, get in now before that while the getting's good and uh, and get this taken care of as soon as possible. Well, you know, I don't even know what kind of time frame they're giving people for replacements if they do have the parts because you could well imagine with this many another reason to get in first in line yeah. that it could be you could be doing all that rental and everything else that you're talking about. It's almost like you need a spare Jeep these days. Oh jeez. Well, you're you're certainly in, sitting in, sitting pretty in that category. Yeah, well, I got work to do on the other one, so but I could probably get it all done in a couple of hours and uh, take it out and drive it. Hey, yeah, speaking of uh, doing things quickly, uh, just some useless information for you. According Ooh. to Motor Trend, the Eco Diesel, actually the diesel engine in the Jeep that we were just speaking of, is the quickest when it's installed in the Gladiator. Uh, it, it, as far as the Gladiators hmm. go, the ones with the diesel are actually the fastest out of out of all other Gladiators. It can actually hit 60 miles per hour in 7.6 seconds. I know that doesn't sound like a uh, Wow, uh, I just knew you were going to say minutes. <laughs> <laughs> no, for any uh, any race fans out there, you know that you know that that's slower than molasses in January. But nonetheless, it's a it's a measurement. Um, this is quicker by, well, at least three-tenths of a second over a V6 Gladiator with a manual transmission, the next quickest or fastest Gladiator, if you will. So, yeah, the diesel uh, in the Gladiator it's, uh, ends up being the, uh, the fastest option. So, who knows? We may end up seeing some, uh, some neat diesel uh, conversions or, or some really neat modifications done to the diesel engines in the Gladiator. I want to see a Gladiator drag car. You know what I'm saying? I mean, just turn that thing and it's some big old slicks in the back, tub it out. Hey, as long as it's lifted, as long as it's lifted, I don't like it when they lower them. So, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I find that curious because, I mean, I haven't actually looked at the weight difference between the GLU and the Gladiator, but I almost feel certain that the Gladiator is heavier. And for it to be the diesel being the fastest, uh, well, they don't have the diesel in the, the GLU, do they? So maybe that's why, maybe that's why it's the fastest in the Gladiator. You know, who knows? I would. I, I'm nonetheless. I, I would. I'm curious about that. That figure. Now I'm gonna have to look that stat up later on. Yeah. Well, as I alluded to, there's some recalls we got to talk oh, about. Oh no, more recalls. <laughs> well, and they're for the Grand Cherokee, which just seems to be, despite its its very good sales numbers over the last couple of years. I just can't get out from underneath this this uh, black cloud of recalls, and, and more more so the Grand Cherokee L. But nonetheless, Grand Cherokee certainly had its fair shares uh, in this new design. In a recent NHTSA filing, more than 270,000 Jeep Grand Cherokee and Dodge Durango US, uh, SUVs rather are being recalled because they could accidentally start, shift out of park, and move without the brake pedal <laughs> being depressed. <laughs> Uh, it's I mean it's artificial intelligence attacking us. Ghost of the machine. Uh, seriously, it's like well, I'm out of here. Goodbye. No, uh, it's uh, Jeep says faulty hydraulic control unit modules were installed in vehicles built between June 10th, 2018, and April 30th of 2019. The faulty modules can falsely read pressure in the primary circuit, potentially allowing the brake lights to come on and the vehicle to start and shift out of park, even though the brake pedal isn't being pushed. FCA, as it's uh, named in the recall documents, first began an investigation last fall after noticing increased warranty claims for brake lights staying on in the two models. There have been more than 200 such claims to date related to this problem, but no reported accidents or injuries, at least according to the uh, according to FCA's filing with the uh, NHTSA. Now, the recall will include 
211 some odd Grand Cherokees and 58,000 some odd uh, Dodge Durango vehicles. The automaker is still working out the remedy and said it will notify owners by letters that are to be mailed at the end of July. In the meantime, owners can check whether their vehicle is affected on the NHTSA recall site, which we will have for you in the show notes for this episode at JeepTalkShow.com. You know, um, I think the, the Grand Cherokees are a lot more sexier now than what they were like back when I got the uh, the Cherokee, because I remember seeing the Grand Cherokees, the '98 uh, Grand Cherokees, in the showroom, and I just wasn't wasn't impressed with them. But then again, I was looking for a four wheel drive uh, off road type vehicle, and it just didn't fit the my image of a Jeep. Uh, but and in the Grand Cherokees now, don't get me wrong, I still don't think of them as an off road four wheel drive. Sorry, uh, Grand Cherokee owners, uh, I look at them as more of a luxury vehicle that's that's a Jeep and a nice Jeep. Uh, that uh, I wouldn't mind having. I mean, my wife is definitely a more of a Jeeper, uh, off-road Jeeper type vehicle fan than a luxury vehicle. But to me, it's kind of mm-hmm. like a luxury vehicle. I've wheeled with a lot of ZJs and WKs, so I, I know how capable they can be. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I will say stock for stock, I, I think maybe an XJ over a ZJ, uh, even a, an XJ over a WK, uh, in stock form uh, is going to be a little bit more capable. Uh, right. I think it's a little bit lighter, not quite as heavy, not quite as cumbersome on the trail, a little more nimble. Uh, it's going to be a little bit more at-home off-road. Now, that being said, the aftermarket has certainly stepped in, and the Grand Cherokees have found their place uh, out on the trail. And and I've seen some amazing WK builds oh, that, absolutely. that really, I mean, will knock your socks off. Um, and so it really, you know, it comes down to, you know, how much money are you willing to spend with just about any four wheel drive vehicle to, you know, make it as capable as you, as you want or think it should be. Yeah. And to be clear, I'm talking about for me personally, uh, or, you know, for the family, it, it, the, the Grand Cherokee would be something that I would buy as a, a luxury vehicle for the wife to drive and maybe me to drive on occasion, uh, when we were going places, but it, it would not be my choice for an off-road vehicle. Yeah. Too nice. Right. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Very- I mean, you know, <laughs> <laughs> Cruising around, got the AC on, got the tunes the on. Leather, heated seats. Gonna go, yeah. gonna go what to do the heated this, mirrors for when you're out on the trail. Come go, on, go into the steak place, get a nice uh, ribeye <laughs> or T-bone. You know, the, just the, the whole thing. It's all, it's like the, a luxury type thing. And of course, I guess that's what they're doing with the the Wagoneer. Is it's that certainly isn't an off-road vehicle. It's it's much more a luxury vehicle. So, and that's kind of the way I feel about the Grand Cherokees. Not not the older ones, the newer ones. From I, I don't know. 2011 on yeah sure there you go now now jeep has uh i, I want to say addressed that at least somewhat in the last couple few years with the um it's not the track hawk uh, trail hawk it's uh is the overland oh, don't get me started on the track hawk that would be wonderful to have <laughs> <laughs> that would be a fun a speedy driver. brick i mean there's just some poetry to that <laughs> <laughs> but now Jeep Jeep has certainly done uh, done their homework when it comes to their trim packages and stuff, and I think they have a trim package for the current generation of Grand Cherokees that that make it a little bit more off road friendly with some armor and some upgraded uh, drivetrain and, and and stuff like that, a little bit of a lift and and all that good stuff. So I, I don't know Jeep's listening; they're doing what they're doing, and and all you Grand Cherokee owners out there, uh, we got love for you. Yep. So the city did what to this Jeep, Tony? You're not going to believe this story. Now, when you park your Jeep in a parking spot, you expect it to be there when you get back, especially when it's a normal, legal, marked parking spot and mm-hmm. not the front lawn of a church or aisle three of the quickie <laughs> mark, you know, clearly. So expecting your Jeep to be where you left it is exactly what Susan uh, Hequis, I believe is how we 
last name, um, of Washington, D.C., thought when she parked on Calvert Street Northwest with her residential parking permit. Now, what began as a normal situation quickly became a nightmare for this Jeeper. Susan left her 1999 Jeep TJ parked on the street at the end of February and left town to take care of her elderly mother, who had recently broken her leg. A few weeks ago, yes, roughly three months later, towards the end of May, she sent a friend to go check on her Jeep. But it wasn't there. Susan logged onto the Department of Motor Vehicles website, found that her Jeep had been towed, actually relocated, if you will, to a, uh, a Connecticut Avenue spot. Now, the D.C. Department of Public Works, or the DPW for short, noted that they towed the Jeep because of the Rock and Roll Marathon, whose route included the street that the Jeep was originally parked on. The problem is, parking isn't allowed during rush hour on Connecticut Avenue, the road to which the Jeep was towed to. Oh, no. So the Jeep, of course, racked up five tickets over about a two-week period of time. Really, this this whole thing is frustrating for for several reasons, but, but why? Why would they tow somebody's Jeep, or any vehicle for that matter, to a spot that would force it to be towed again? It, it sounds like a racket to me, some sort of organized crime. This, that I, this TJ is having a life of its own, really getting around, seeing the scenes. and uh, Oh, you betcha. The, the MPGs are way up. <laughs> so, of course, the Jeep was towed again, this time to an impound lot in Blue Plains. Okay. Fine, whatever. (laughs) Pay the fines, get the Jeep, and deal with fighting the city or the towing company later on, right? That's how it would all go down. Yeah, not quite. Susan sent her friend to go pick up the Jeep from the impound lot. She was still dealing with her mother, so she was out of town still. Unfortunately, once she got there, the employees had some rather bad news for her. Upon asking for the Jeep, the employees informed her that the Jeep no longer existed. Their words, quote, we destroyed it. The DPW website says that, quote, impounded vehicles that remain unclaimed after 28 days following notification are sold at public auction online or are scrapped. DPW, of course, sent a letter to Susan's home, but she didn't get it because she was out of town. They also allegedly waited over six weeks before finally making the decision to destroy the Jeep. I bet Susan wishes they would have called or at least emailed her first, but... Well, hindsight's always twenty twenty. With car prices being so high these days, Susan's not sure if she can afford to buy another Jeep, or any other car for that matter. She had even recently paid over $600 to renew her vehicle registration, not realizing that the Jeep had already been destroyed at that point. Lawsuit, jury trial, all Jeepers on the jury. <laughs> That'd be the best grand jury ever, seriously, though. Now, I've been in a similar situation to this. I was... God, I think 19 years old, maybe 18 years old or so, uh, living in a, in a little town called Woodburn in Oregon. And I had a, uh, a crappy little Honda car at the time uh, whose transmission was going out. And uh, it, it had uh, no second gear whatsoever, automatic. And so a three-speed automatic Honda transmission, uh, back in the day, they were relatively decent transmissions, but uh, I kept driving it uh, regardless. And, and eventually, you know, from so many miles of driving from first and then shifting into third, uh, the, the transmission just gave up the ghost and the thing wouldn't move anymore at all. Uh, and so I had parked it outside of my apartment complex that I was living on at the time on the road in a legal parking spot. You know, it wasn't a marked a fire lane or next to a fire hydrant or anything like that. Um, I think that I was borrowing a family member's vehicle at the time or something like that. And uh, uh, within a period of about two weeks or so, I came home from work one day. Noticed that the car wasn't there anymore. I was like, that's weird. And, and so I, I had called, you know, about, hey, where, where's this car? 
oh, we towed that like two weeks ago. It's like, what? I just parked it. And it's like, uh, okay, well, um, I need to come get it. Then I want my car back. Well, we've, we've dismantled it. But you dismantled it? Yeah, no, they scrapped the car. They take it apart, uh, sell, uh, the wheels and tires, you know, all that. The shell goes off for scrap metal, all that stuff. So within a two-week period of time, my car was towed and dismantled and, 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 and basically scrapped out. I mean, yeah, okay, it, it barely ran and it didn't drive, but nonetheless, come on. Yeah, I mean, this is the kind of uh, <clears throat> government overreach that will happen if we the people don't keep it from happening. Because they'll just make laws and they'll, when you complain about it, they'll just say, well, it's a law that we passed, you know, because we can do that and we can do this and there's anything you can't, you, there's nothing you can do about it. Uh, and, and that's when you, you know, take legal action. So, or build you a, a killdozer and drive through the town. Bulldozer, <laughs> yeah, that guy got got his, didn't he? And the Jeep Talk uh, Show does not, <laughs> not recommend you do that. It was just a bad <laughs> joke, folks. <laughs> oh goodness! So, so this Jeeper, Susan, uh, in DC, uh, our hearts are go out to you. I, I oh, really absolutely. Hope this, it was a TJ. <laughs> I just, yeah, I hope, man. I just hope the frame was like beyond repair. At least that would be, well, you know. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Washington D.C. is one of those places that salt their roads, so I'm I'm sure this thing was Swiss cheese. But I, I think they do like turkey baster, where they inject the salt into the vehicles just to help uh, the help the local uh, car, car dealerships. <laughs> High sodium content in that yes. uh, frame material, yeah. Very tasty though. Really good on popcorn. <laughs> Mix it with water, just an air, just not so much. <laughs> So, no, Susan, hopefully uh, you get your Jeep. Uh, well, you're not going to get your Jeep back. Hopefully you get. <laughs> Maybe you'll get an envelope with hopefully some pieces in there. Yeah, here's some, here's some scrap. We found this pile of rust near the near the scrapper. Uh, no, but I hope this situation gets resolved. Hopefully it doesn't have to go to litigation uh, and spend years. Oh, you it. know it's going to litigation. Oh, There's no way. Not. There's no yeah. way this government. Especially uh, in D.C. Are yeah. you kidding me? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, it, 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 uh, she's screwed. Sorry, Susan. I would, you know, if they don't have any evidence, I would claim it was a converted electric vehicle and then somebody's going to die. Somebody's going to go to the chair for <laughs> for scrapping an electric you vehicle. Green energy. <laughs> <laughs> Well, if you've got a news tip response to any one of our stories, we'd love to hear what you guys have to say. So let us know. You can do it by phone or by email. And how you can do that is by heading over to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact. And there you'll find all the kinds of different ways that you can reach out to us and engage with the show. You're listening to a 4x4 Radio Network podcast. There are tons of great shows on the 4x4 Radio Network as well. Have you checked it out lately? Have you told a friend about it? I know you got some friends that are into wheeling as well. Sure, they may not have a Jeep. That's okay. It's not their fault. But hey, we've got something for all flavors of wheeler over at the 4x4 Radio Network. Go check it out. The number 4, the letter X, and the number 4, radionetwork.com. That's 4x4 radionetwork.com, the one-stop shop for all your best off-roading podcasts all in one place and all for free. We'll see you there. Well, well, Josh, whose fault is it? I mean, we believe in personal responsibility. Isn't the everybody's personal responsibility to have a Jeep? I mean, my God. You know, friends, friends don't let friends not drive Jeeps. So. <laughs> or, or not listen to the Jeep talk show. Oh. <laughs> got to throw that in there. I don't, I don't care if they're a diehard Cadillac fan. You just you got to get them hooked onto the show. Well, you know, you can put a Jeep grill on the front of every, anything out there. Not saying it's a Jeep, because, you know, Jeep actually does this. <laughs> But it's a start. <laughs> hey guys, Steve Hill from Chicago, listening to the 626 episode. And uh, Tony, 
Thank you very, very much for correcting Josh on the proper pronunciation of Terra Haute. I'm just walking around on lunch and screaming at my phone, Josh, it's wrong. It's not how it's hoped. Get it right. Anyway, he's from the Pacific Northwest. He's not up on his Midwestern languages, but I do find it kind of funny that for once, Tony had the pronunciation right. Yes. Anyway, <laughs> you guys all have a great day. Looking forward to the next episode. You are Peace correct, out. sir. <laughs> oh, he wasn't, though. He said Midwestern. I'm actually Northwestern, so sorry, Steve. So close. Yeah, I think he was talking about Terry Ho- Terre Haute. Oh, yeah. I have no idea. <laughs> I'm up here in Oregon. But but it actually, what Josh, we have we have actual evidence now of voicemail evidence that people are screaming at their phone or they're listening to oh, us yes. while well, they're I've listening been, to the show. We've predicted it. This is like black holes, finding the first black hole. You, it's been predicted, but until you take a picture of it, well, now we have scientific evidence that people scream at their phone when they're listening to the show. <laughs> I'm not sure. Steve's Steve's been reduced to scientific evidence. There you go, Steve. You're you're a sample in a Petri dish. I don't know if we're aiming for screaming at the phone (laughs) while they're listening, but but, uh, I'll take it. (laughs) Gladiator. My name is Gladiator. Gladiators. Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? Is that why you are here? Gladiator. So, Josh, I think you know if you've looked at the the calendar that we share amongst the hosts about the uh, the interviews that we have, uh, have scheduled up. Yeah, yeah. You. Anyway, the other day I was doing a an interview with uh, David Wood of Terraflex uh, that I think will come out in 2027. Uh, yeah, I've, I've got to find a way to crash <laughs> these interviews. I mean, even if I, I mean, I'm in the middle of, you know, doing a, a trailer service or something like that, and and uh, and I'm just going to be, you know, t- calling in oh, randomly f- to the Skype channel or something. Are you interviewing anybody today? Yeah, they're they're fun interviews. And uh, in this interview, uh, which you guys will hear in probably late 2027, because uh, we have so many interviews, thanks, Chris, uh, that we've already recorded. Uh, but uh, I felt it was important to, to mention this one aspect of the interview. So David was telling me that um, they have, and, and, and actually I first heard about this uh, kit that Terraflex sells while I was out at Off-Roading 101 class, and the, the instructor said, hey, Terraflex sells a kit, and I think he may have said what it was, but you know it's hard to remember when things are going on. Uh, yeah. I was probably off camber and holding on to the steering wheel while he was talking to me. So uh, hard to take a note uh, whenever this is happening. But anyway, he said that it could really extend your flex on the rear, uh, the rear of the Gladiator. So David actually brought this up during the interview that because I was you know selfishly talking about Gladiator stuff because that's what I got, and uh, he said that your uh, the the flex on a Gladiator, even the Mojave, is like a maximum of six inches of droop. That's so. Not my- and the the scary thing is, the really scary thing is, the upper control arms that attach the rear axle are really short, a lot shorter than the lower control arms. And what that means is, whenever you if you do uh, like get uh, longer shocks and stuff, allow to allow the uh, the axle to droop down, the pinion angle gets so sharp that the U joint will explode. Jeez. Yeah. Really. Yeah. It's going to bind up that much. That's 
Mm. They that's put, not a good. You don't want that to happen. Oh no, that's a showstopper. That's the end of the day uh, wheeling. Uh, and uh, so anyway, he said that what they came up with was, and really, it's just uh, the, their their basic kit is just a uh, a couple of uh, uh, brackets that you can bolt in there that lower those control arms. Now you have to have an inch and a half plus lift to install these things. And then uh, once you put these things in, it just lowers those control arms down, and now you get more flex. But they sell a whole kit that uh, also removes the um, the sway bar links. I didn't realize this until I was watching the video. I, I was going to say, I'm looking at the kit right now, and there's there's a lot more to oh, it yes. than just some relocation well, brackets. Yeah. I mean, no, no, no. That's the that's the full kit that I'm talking about. The, the yeah. relocation brackets are like 155 bucks. But you need uh, uh, these uh, uh, bring up the, um, what was it just saying, the, the, um, the sway bar. Mm-hmm. Those sway bar links are so low, they actually drag on things off-road. So this raises that up, and you can get up to uh, 16 inches of droop. So adding another 10 inches of droop. And uh, David is actually in a YouTube video, uh, and I, I don't have the link. I'll, I, we'll, we'll try to put it in the show notes. Um, but it shows him uh, driving Gladiator on and off-road, and actually he, with, with and without the kit. And he was driving uh, a Mojave, and not only does it keep you from grenading your rear uh, U-joint, it mm-hmm. also makes things a lot softer, uh, more comfortable driving high speed off road. Not that I'm looking at driving high speed, but having that in, uh, extra droop there and not grenading the U joint. Hey, pencil me in. Now, the the full kit is is a bit pricey. I mean, you know, you get what you pay for, as Josh likes to say. So I have no doubt that it's a, a well, fair Terraflex price. Makes good stuff. Yeah, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Things, you know, you're you, you know that if it's got a Terraflex sticker in the box, you, you're probably uh, going to get some good quality components. The Terraflex uh, sticker uh, that, is an extra twenty five dollars. <laughs> and add, add five horsepower. Um, <laughs> no, but uh, what I was going to say is is that. You know, uh, something like this where you can get, you know, an additional, I mean, that much additional droop and travel out of your suspension. Um, I think it's worth every penny. Well, it, include, it improves ride quality. It means that you're not going to be getting up into your fenders off-road. Uh, it means that you're not going to be having these loud bangs as you're uh, banging on uh, things, either uh, the, the suspension, the body, or something you hitting the suspension. I'm banging on. <laughs> well, <laughs> congratulations. <laughs> uh, so, uh, but anyway, the uh, the the Terraflex uh, changes uh, the factory five to six inches of droop up to sixteen inches, and uh, I think that's on the Mojave version. But it may also be on the one I have, the Sport S. So it, it is actually called the Extended Travel Shock Accessory System, and it's for one lifts with one. I mean, uh, Gladiators with one point five inches of lift or greater rear lift. So and, and and this means that the if you've got the um, the Mopar lift, you're fine. Your seam, you got a, you know, two inch pucks under your uh, under your springs that uh, you know this would work for you. Yeah, I don't know that that would be a proper lift, but sure, <laughs> it has I'm to not, be. No, I'm I'm asking the the you know simple question. I mean, uh, you know, lifting the Gladiator is not cheap, and I know there's some budget boost options out there, and so I'm I'm just wondering if you know if you got a, one of the basic most. The most basic kit out there if it was still work for you and i think that it will. oh no absolutely yeah it just has to do with the because you're lowering the upper shocks i mean upper uh, control arms so you need that additional room but aren't your aren't your shocks the ultimate limiting factor to how much your suspension can stuff or droop absolutely and that'll be part of what you need to do even after buying this kit now yeah. now to your point about lift kits 
Terraflex does sell a, a, an entire Gladiator lift kit that includes this for a couple of grand. So, oh, you, wow. so if you haven't put a lift on your Gladiator yet, you can check out the Gladiator lifts at Terraflex. And instead of you know getting a, a twelve hundred dollar mole power lift and then spend another thousand dollars for uh, this uh, uh, this droop kit, uh, well, technically, <laughs> I want to say this right because I don't want to screw you people up when you're looking for stuff. The extended travel shock accessory system is what Terraflex calls it. Um, and I was curious. Now, uh, it, it is cheaper on the Terraflex site, but I didn't figure in shipping uh, on that. And uh, so yeah. I went over to our friends at Northridge4x4.com, and it's 1042 right now if you use the Jeep Talk Show coupon at Northridge4x4.com, and that includes the shipping. I'm sure there'll be uh, uh, taxes okay. in there depending on the state that you're in. But, uh, yeah, I, for me, because I'm a cheap bastard, it is pricey, but how much are you going to, how much is it going to cost you to fix that drive shaft? Perhaps the pinion yoke? Hopefully not the pinion. Uh, and what's the price on the end of your day of wheeling? Because that's what's going to happen. It's going to be, well, let's see if we can drive home in front wheel drive. Pretty much. I've been there, done that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> of course. It's an option. <laughs> yeah, you'll, it'll get you there. So oh, good. Uh, good stuff. I mean, Tony. I, if you don't take your gladiator off road, then maybe not. But this actually may make it a lot. It's a peace of mind, and I think it improves the ride quality. I'd be curious to see how how much it is going to improve the ride quality. But regardless of that, I, I just like the peace of mind that it's going to give you for your for your drive shaft and and for the rear end as a whole. Uh, making all that pretty much, I'm not going to say bulletproof, but it's just going to take one less thing out of the equation that can, that can go wrong or, you know, that can cause harm to all of that stuff. So money well spent. I think so. And, uh, I'll be, uh, I'll be looking at getting this. The only thing I'm not looking forward to is I need to look at the installation instructions. It, it looks, <laughs> it looks like there's yeah. a lot to do. Looks a little bit entailed. I don't, I'm not going to say that's something that you can do on a lunch break. Uh, no. I'm going to say that that might be a weekend type of thing. You could probably do it, you know, uh, all day sort of thing. If you kind of, uh, were studying the instructions the night before, really knew what you were getting into, had all your tools set up, the Jeep already in the garage, maybe even the wheels off already, that kind of thing. Uh, you'd be ready to go and you could probably do it in a day. Um, but if you're not super mechanically inclined, if it's 110 degrees out, you know, that might be one of those things that's going to take you a couple of nights. Yeah. I mean, it's a two hour job that turns into eight to 10 and maybe a that's nap. <laughs> bolt breaks oh, you need a you need a 12 point socket that you don't have or something yeah you, who knows you, you set up Never. the chair and the bucket of water and do a flash dance thing just to cool off <laughs> <laughs> thanks for that visual <laughs> <laughs> all right well anyway hopefully that will be something that uh, is a bonus to you gladiator owners out there or perhaps would-be Gladiator owners. And hey, if there's any Gladiator owner out there who is actually running this kit right now or oh, has any yes. can experience with it, uh, we'd love to hear what you think about it. Uh, if you have some before and after testimony that you could provide or something like that, we'd love uh, to hear you know just another perspective uh, of what, how this thing will actually perform. 
Why did you become a paid subscriber to the Chief Talk Show? I love the show. I've listened to you guys for free for, I don't know, years now. And I figured I'd time to give back. You can be a paid subscriber and help support the show you love, the Jeep Talk Show. It'll just uh, help help the show out. And, and then in the end, it'll be Jeep Talk Show in my ear holes, you know? Just go to JeepTalkShow.com and look for the big yellow subscribe button. It'd be nice to give back to uh, so that you guys can continue on. Because if they love the show, then why shouldn't you, why shouldn't you give back just a little bit? If you've been hearing the horror stories of people ordering uh, their paid, uh, being a, a paid subscriber and uh, basically ordering some some goodies, some swag, if you will, and it taking uh, well till uh, 2027, just like that uh, interview I was talking about, to receive it. Well, we fired the bastard that was in charge of shipping. And, he was demoted and 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 hired his wife. <laughs> So She's much better looking anyway. Oh yes, infinitely so. And also too, she gets that stuff out within at least uh, less than a week. So if you're concerned about becoming a paid subscriber, uh, not the money part, because we all know money's easy. Because just throw that throw that money at us. We'll we'll know it's what to do with it. Money. It's only money, and uh, we're, you know it's uh, it's not like you you haven't learned something or enjoyed something here on the show, or or maybe screamed screamed at your phone. Just think about the getting your. Uh, it, it, you didn't even have to buy a Fitbit. You were just able to scream at the phone and get your heart rate up. So <laughs> go over to Jeep no, Talk Show. Now somebody called a red flag law out on you, and you, you're never going to see your guns again. <laughs> just go over to uh, jeeptalkshow.com uh, slash contact and see how you can become a paid subscriber today. From the mind of Nikki G. Hey, this is Nikki G, and if you follow me through uh, Facebook and or Instagram at Jeeping Nick, uh, you know that Wendy and I, Wendy, my lovely wife, not the lovely co-host, although the lovely co-host could be me, be my wife, and my wife can be the lovely co-host. I'm not picky about who does the vacuuming. Uh, we, we've got a <laughs> COVID at our house, and we're both in COVID quarantine, and we're, we're, we're both doing great. We're doing okay. I, I feel like I've been hit by a truck, and then the truck backed over me. And then hit me again. But other than that, well, we're going to pull through. It's just almost like having the flu. But this is a chance I've been waiting for for two years now. I finally get to use my COVID jokes. <laughs> yeah, I caught COVID at the airport. Yeah, I guess you could say it was a terminal illness. <laughs> my least favorite nurses are pediatric nurses. Yeah, they have very little patience. And nine out of ten... Injections are in vain. And my number one favorite COVID joke I've been waiting all year to use. I've lost my sense of taste and smell, which really comes in handy with Wendy's cooking. Oh, he is not going to And that one's going to cost me later, yes. I guarantee it. <laughs> all right, boys and girls, I'll chat at you later and you have a good one. Bye. Oh, God. Uh, poor bastard. He was, uh, we're going to miss Nicky G. Yeah. I was going to say, he's never not sleeping on the couch again. Hey, Jeep Talk Show. This is Steve from Virginia Beach. Yeah, I was just listening to a uh, summary of the, uh, yeah, thank you guys. That sounds really good. Um, I do have to say that Josh really does need to get his, his XJ back on the road. I mean, you guys have to do another GoFundMe like you did a couple of years ago. <laughs> Anyways, just wanted to say, keep it cool with a lava jacket. We need to get about $42,000 uh, saved up, and you can just get a, a two-door or a gladiator uh, and, you know, just do it that way. 
Well, if we could become the official podcast of Jeep, probably would be a mood, ish, mood, mood point. We'd all get new Jeeps. Well, dude, would you really get paid or get free Jeeps? I know. <laughs> Damn you for asking the tough questions. Well, I'm an interviewer now. That's what I do. <laughs> Where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show? What are you talking about, man? Where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show? I got no idea what the heck. Where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show at? Get out of my face, yo. Hey, where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show at? Underwater. Hey, where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show at? In the bubble bath. Where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show at? No clue. And where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show at? While flexing on stumps. Where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show at? Hey, where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show at? Hey, where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show at? I would assume on the radio. The Jeep Talk Show, available on iTunes and at jeeptalkshow.com. Yeah, and if you didn't need a uh, another reason to spend your money on your Jeep, uh, next week's interview is going to be really good for spending your money on your Jeep. We're going to be uh, talking to Tony Pellegrino uh, at genright.com. Oh. Yeah, Josh, this is one of those ones that you should have yeah. jumped in on because such a interesting interview. And you know, well, I'm not a huge thing. King of the Hammers fan. I'm more of a go slow Jeep than a go fast Jeep. I mean, I, I, I mean, oh, they I, have they have a hell of a race team. Oh, and yeah, absolutely. And uh, but but uh, Tony and I got into a lot of discussion about how the, uh, the the race trucks, the race Jeeps, are set up and the dual mm-hmm. redundancy of so many of the items, which makes complete sense, but not following it, I didn't realize that. They've got two onboard bathrooms for each driver. So just to give you an idea. that, that That's a lot of hoses. <laughs> well, that's what she said. All right, so I uh, look forward to that interview and some more bad jokes during that interview as well. That's coming up uh, next uh, Thursday. So let's see. What is that? That's episode uh, 633 on June the 30th, the last day of June. You must have needed this every day. I need it. It's the Jeep Talk Show's must-have stuff. Pick of the week for your Jeep. Nobody ever wants to see a Jeep on fire. Tony, have you ever seen a vehicle fire before? I have not. Uh, I, I got excited about one one time. It was a Bronco, but no, it was just the steam. Uh, it was the steam coming out of it. <laughs> I, I, I see, see what I did so, there? <laughs> yeah. I see them every gotcha. so often now here in the Pacific Northwest. Uh, you know, vehicle on the side of the road. Oh, it's raining all the time. Bolton fire. <laughs> you, well, we got a lot of POS vehicles out here, too, because, uh, you know, people are living out of their vehicles left uh, and right. You yeah, don't it, don't put the math under in there with the uh, uh, with, with the car motors. It's a bad yeah, idea. Digging for it, you know. <laughs> so, but uh, but nonetheless, yeah, a vehicle fire is one thing. A Jeep fire is even worse. That's a sad. And, you know, you don't want to be messing with straps or buckles, things like that. When your Jeep is on fire, you need to get to that fire extinguisher. When every second counts, you got to get that extinguisher out and in use as fast as possible. Velcro, it'll degrade over time. It collects debris and and it can honestly get in the way if you have to remove three or four straps just to get the damn fire extinguisher out off the roll, a roll bar to begin with. So today I introduce to you the quick release fire extinguisher mount. Made from aluminum, it's rugged, and it's rust-free. Installs easily with no modifications or drilling required. It's a one-hand operation with a single pull knob that releases the fire extinguisher quickly when it's needed the most. Universal Fitment makes this a must-have for any Jeep owner who's got a roll bar. There is one thing, though, for the price, it's $23 bucks for, the, for this kit, and it does not come with a fire extinguisher. But, to be honest, if you're a Jeeper, you should already have one. And you had me at pull knob. 
Seriously. Now, there are a bunch of different versions out there. This one has a lot of good reviews on it as far as fitment, reliability, uh, build quality, all of that sort of stuff. The one complaint that I have seen from the most people out of uh, from, from this device is that it does have a little bit of a rattle to it when you're off-road. Now, there are some tricks and tips that are out there on the interwebs that can help uh, alleviate some of that rattle without sacrificing the quick operation of this unit. But that is one thing I, I figured I'd go ahead and be honest about with this uh, in, in promoting it, that it, it's going to work. It's going to work as it's intended, and it is very rugged and durable. However, it may have a slight rattle to it off-road. As soon as you get onto that, onto the washboard, into the gravel, uh, into the rocks and stuff like that, the Jeep starts moving around. It got some vibration to it. That this uh, the, the clamp mechanism might actually rattle a, a little bit. And so if that's not a big deal to you, you've got a system on, uh, your exhaust uh, kind of drowns it out, whatever. Uh, you just don't care about those sort of things. Well, then here you go. Uh, otherwise, um, there's some people out there that have some good tips about using just a small piece of electrical tape in a very unique or in a uh, specific spot, rather, uh, to il completely eliminate that rattle and still keep this thing extremely quick. It's a Jeep. If it doesn't rattle, it's not a Jeep. I was going to say, if it doesn't rattle, you don't go off-road. <laughs> That's all there is to it. So, yeah, 23 bucks, man, uh, for, for this sort of thing. I mean, to mount your fire extinguisher, it looks cool. It looks rugged. Uh, it's got this big red button on it that you pull, and which releases the, the, the mechanism, pops the fire extinguisher off of the mount uh, right into your hand, and you're good to go. Uh, no messing with straps or, or you know, you got to undo this one. You got to undo that one. They both go this direction. Where's the other one go? I'm trying to lift it out. The Velcro got back in the way. Screw oh, all God, that. yes. Pull now, the button, pull the extinguisher, put the fire out. And your question was a good one. Have you ever seen a fire? More importantly, have you ever been a party to trying to get uh, a fire put out? And you will realize time slows down whenever you're trying to get that uh, fire extinguisher blanket or whatever or smart small child to, to stamp out that fire and you just anything that you can do to make it go quicker is going to make a huge difference if nothing else to your sanity but probably it will save uh, a, a lot of things that we're, we're getting ready to get burned up uh, too bad and would be forcing you to replace it and it could go from a few hundred dollars to thousands yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, uh, the first time you have to use this thing, I'm pretty sure it's going to pay for itself. Oh, yeah. Hopefully you never do. I'm, I don't want anybody to have a fire, especially in a Jeep. And I'm telling you, it's bad mojo to buy one of those fire pits that is shaped like a Jeep. Don't do it because Murphy's going to get you. <laughs> I was going to say during the uh, the last Jeep talk show event in Texas, we we, we were probably knocking on the door with uh, messing with that uh, uh, guy's uh, YJ fuel system. Uh, th there was a good chance that uh, we could have caught something on fire oh, there. Absolutely, fuel yeah. leak that we had, and and possible electrical issues and stuff. It was a recipe for disaster. But we had enough people that had enough brain cells to rub together. We were we knew what we were doing. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, that could have gone sideways real quick. Well, the two brain cells we were rubbing together wasn't from the same person. It was from no, from I was three say, people. I was about to say they were in about three <laughs> different people's heads. But uh, but nonetheless, how many, got how many people were working on that YJ? I mean, yeah, I was I was, I was like standing around there point. going, I go and point. No, even you got in the mix. <laughs> pointing at pointing at going. Well, there's your problem. <laughs> you gotta try this. You gotta do that. <laughs> well, it's it's got to be electrical. You can't close the hood and it dies unless it's electrical. You know, it's it's some motion related type thing, and it was. And I would never have thought a fuel a fuel issue, but you know, you saw the le the thing leaking. That's actually a problem. I mean, it's not like fuel systems don't leak from time to time, especially on old vehicles. 
but boy, I just knew it was electrical, and uh, maybe it was. was maybe you guys direction. fixed it and then claimed it was a fuel leak. This so I couldn't be right. I think that's probably <laughs> what happened. Yeah, my story. I'm sticking to it. That was such a fun event, and also too, I, I mean, I, I felt bad for Guy having problems with his YJ, and he actually didn't get the wheel initially until the evening. Uh, but uh, it was it was great seeing Everything Jeepers. Yeah, yeah. It's, it was great seeing Jeepers come together, and it wasn't like Guy couldn't ride with somebody. I don't know that did did Guy ride with anybody? We weren't in Group One; we were in Group Two. Oh, and speaking, I was say, if he did, I think he was in Group One. Yeah, but, most of uh, it. Uh, you know, Group One were the cool kids. Did you see any of the videos on the the like Larry put up and some of the other videos that were taken out there? I, uh, I haven't had a chance to go through all of them. I've I've literally probably only seen about ten percent oh, of the so videos, much. but it's just out there. And I haven't even had a chance to go through my GoPro yet. I, I still haven't gone through that. Mm-hmm. I mean, my computer is set up for audio, not for video, and so I barely <laughs> yeah. have a video card in this thing. So any kind of GoPro processing, and it's like it takes weeks. Yep, yep. It was so much fun, and it was great. Uh, it, was, it was great being in Group Two. Oh, and speaking of Group Two and fires, you remember the the Jeep that was in front of us that was uh, killing mosquitoes. Uh, in group two, uh, for uh, oh, yeah, I had a little uh, piston oh, ring issue, uh, something <laughs> the tailpipe a little bit there. Yeah, maybe he rolled it prior to coming out and it was still cleaning out the oil from the cylinders. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but man, that was a that was a lot of oil smoke coming out of that thing. Well, at least we didn't have to wear a mask. Mm-mm. Well, now that you must have a quick release fire extinguisher mount for your own Jeep, we're going to make it very easy for you, Jeeper. Just go to jeeptalkshow.com. Look for the link in the show notes for episode 630. We'll get you all hooked up. So, Josh, I think you were asking me, where the hell's Wendy? And uh, Wendy is on the back of a motorcycle having fun. Her and uh, Bill do this. Uh, easy now. It's a family show. Every year. <laughs> well, you know, families have to get started somewhere, somehow. Uh, and uh, But uh, the calendar says she will be back next week. I was going to say, Wendy's been uh, on the show now for a couple few years. This is something that she's done Six every year. Six months at least, no, yeah. No, well, you know, she's been around for a few months. Uh, and uh, no, this is something, that, yeah, she does yearly. This is an annual trip for her and, and, and Bill. They go out and and, uh, and and paint the U.S. red, as it were. No, I mean, they, I think they, I, I do think they hit at least three, four, six different states or something like that. I mean, they, they put on a lot of miles. Mm-hmm. And, and, and her dad goes out on these, uh, these runs as well. Oh, big family run, yeah. yeah no, it's, it's really cool. So uh, hopefully uh, all the best to her and and uh, and and their group and uh, and we'll see her next week. We'll see if she's uh, sunburned when she gets. Wasn't back. she supposed to call us? Damn it! We were supposed to get a voicemail. You know, I called and, and chatted with her the other day, and she said uh, before we even got started talking about stuff, she says, "I'm so sorry, I didn't get a chance to call in." <laughs> and I said. <laughs> Don't worry about it. It's fine. You know, it, it, you know, you're out there having fun. If you, you know, not around where you can make a call and stuff because you're busy enjoying yourself. Don't worry about it. We'll see you when you get back. But yeah, that was one of the first things she was worried about and apologized for. Oh, so sweet of her to think of us. Yep. Well, better late than never. Obviously, not enough to call in. <laughs> yeah, but was she was thinking. thinking about it. You know, whenever I called her, and then she was forced to think about us. <laughs> but I digress. Well, something you don't have to think about too often is how many days a week the Jeep Talk Show is putting out episodes. It's four episodes a week right now, and Tuesdays we record one live that you can actually join in on. And we encourage you to be a part of the next Jeep 
Talk Show Roundtable episode, recorded every Tuesday, live in front of a Zoom audience, if you will. And uh, and it's very easy to join in on the fun, and trust me, it is a lot of fun. Sometimes there's even interviews that happen. Tony brings somebody on, an industry expert. Uh, last week, it was uh, somebody from the oh, uh, Toledo Jeep yeah, Fest. Whitney with Actually, Toledo Jeep yeah. Fest, the director. And that's that so was just so cool. To, I mean, so the director of one of the nation's largest Jeep events was here on the show and was uh, exchanging uh, questions and answers with you guys, the listeners. So really super cool. And uh, we're doing it every single Tuesday. You can be a part of it. No pay to play, no VIP special access. Everybody's welcome. It's the world's biggest roundtable. It's all about Jeeps. It happens every Tuesday. You want in on the fun? Head over to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact. You're going to find a link to click and sign up for our newsletter. In that newsletter is the all the information you need on how to join in on the fun, how to get in with the show, how to join in on our Tuesday's roundtable episodes, what we have coming up, what we're giving away, who we're talking to. It's all in the newsletter. You've got to sign up for it. jeeptalkshow.com slash contact. Sign up for the newsletter and become a part of the Jeep Talk Show for our next roundtable episode on Tuesday. The roundtable is so big that you could put all of the Thanksgiving fixings on the table and have 100 people around the, the table. Now, it is a problem getting to some of the, the dishes that are on the table, so we're bringing in drones. Tony never passes the gravy. So no, 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 uh, no. You have to pick the, get the gravy out of my pocket. So, uh, but we have drones that will literally pick up what you need and fly it over to you. <laughs> Josh it's is like going, Amazon, but not. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's like it's like Amazon if they had pocket gravy. <laughs> God, pocket gravy. <laughs> we, you know, we should have got some video of people. You know, you should have brought some tight pants <laughs> to the event, Josh. And we should have you know, had I some. I was flying. I only had so much room. It's, you know, it's. <laughs> and then was, we should have done. There was so many things we wanted to do at the event, and everything was oh, going yeah. so fast and so busy. Uh, yeah. But it would have been hilarious to get a just for a TikTok where people would think that we were just insane. <laughs> <laughs> with you making a face Fastest and the guy going <laughs> going in there hard with the the pants and well, these pants are so tight I can't get in there and you're just you know eyes are going rolling back in your head I, anyway I just <laughs> I think it would have been a great video. <laughs> God. Now the, the the things that I'll end up doing for the show over the years. Oh, I know you're. Great. I know. <laughs> Well, Jeeper, it looks like this episode of the Jeep Talk Show has come to the end of the trail, but we've got another episode coming up right around the corner. Till then, be sure to engage with the show by calling our 24-7 voicemail line. And if it's 3 in the morning and you're free sheets to the wind, man, we don't care. And as always, thank you for listening to the world's most downloaded Jeep podcast. Warning. Consuming too much Jeep Talk Show in one sitting may cause a disturbance in the space-time continuum. This may or may not present itself as small or sometimes large gaps of time that may seem to literally disappear. The Jeep Talk Show, the most listened podcast while traveling on the Starship to Mars. <laughs> it's going to happen. I know it's going to happen. Calling it. Podcasting since 2010. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Mail checks, invoices, documents, and everything you need to keep your business running. Get rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS. And with the mobile app, you can take care of mailing on the go. Make the same no-brainer decisions as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. 
Sign up at Stamps.com with code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.